Bill, knock, knock. Who's there, Sean? Candace. Candace who? Candace be love <laughs> that I'm feeling. Candace be. No, it cannot. It cannot be love. It cannot. <laughs> Make up another name, the opposite of Candace. Candace. Yeah. Um, candid. Candid. I candid. bet the name Candace comes from candid. Candid, perhaps. Meaning truth. Is there such a name as won't did? <laughs> My name is won't did. And candid. They're welcome, candid. everyone. Welcome, welcome. I'm sorry. My train leave, has, left, has left the track. Welcome, rubbed, yes. I've rubbed off on Bill. He's, yeah. he's starting to think about words like <laughs> right. I do. I go, right. I go off on words. Rabbit holes. And, uh, and you all know that if you've listened to Wacky Poem Life, right. because right. what else can a poet do but go crazy about words? That's right. Words. And, yeah, and if you're not if you're not crazy about words, I mean, how could how could you be a poet? I don't know. I don't. Is that that's a future podcast? Yeah. Well, and a I don't poet think without you, words. I don't think that happens. Well, or people even that read poetry. If you don't just love words, you probably don't read poetry. Yeah. I don't know. Right. Yeah. I think it's true. Episode seventy. Seventy. That's in my. That caught me off guard. <laughs> Seventy. You remember that Simon and Garfunkel. We passed our ages. You remember with the that Simon episodes. and Garfunkel song "Old Friends." Old friends. Sit on the park bench like bookends, mm-hmm. and then one of the line goes, "How terribly strange to be 70. seventy. And now that seems that seems kind of like within arm's grasp now. It it is, and uh, it will probably be strange. And it, you know, I hope I reach seventy. Uh, you know, because that that's a goal. That's a goal of mine. Sixty feels. Strange. Does it feel strange? To me. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll be when I think about it, I just yeah. don't think about it very often. Because your brain is probably 28. Yeah, it does. I think most people's brains do get stuck. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you keep learning, but it's the part of your brain, you know, that has that drive, the the fun and the creative and the, the driving part of it, the vision. I don't know. I'm not expressing myself. Well, well. your brain says your your brain <laughs> help help your, me, Bill. Well, your brain says, um, okay, body, we're going to do this because we, we we do this. We're going to do this, and the body says, uh, hang on, just a minute, <laughs> just a minute here. Yeah. Uh, we don't do that anymore. That's we, right. we had a meeting. You didn't get the memo. <laughs> we we can't do that anymore. There's a so. lot of lost memos between my body and my brain. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a poem? Lost memos. Yes. The brain body. They're not communicating. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, lost in translation. Lost in translation. All that good stuff. Yeah. Well, here we are coming to you yet again from the Rural Oklahoma Museum of Poetry in the little town of Locust Grove, northeastern Oklahoma, green country. Yeah. Yeah. And this is this is the the glamour spot of that little town. This is glamour. <laughs> <laughs> I had never thought of that definition for this place, but there we go. We are glamorous. Right. Yeah, I have to look that one up in the. Online etymology dictionary. I have to ask my lover about that one, Bill. Right, right. Online etymology dictionary. <laughs> so we take a poem or a line or a word. We've done one word before that someone yeah. has left in the museum. It's very interactive and and no tech, so you have to write on things. And we have markers and styrofoam heads and um, what are those little notes called? Sticky notes. Mm-hmm. I just lost it. And paper, a manual typewriter. We got all kinds of things There's that all you can write options. on. Yes. Yeah. And yep. leave us some thoughts about whatever you're looking at within the museum. Yeah. Yeah. What's nice is to be able to leave your thoughts because mm-hmm. there's no judgment on what's left. 
No, you know, even, even if we might get judgmental on this That's podcast true. about don't, something. Don't we're, take, we're never mean. No. No. No, just don't take it we're personally. Too we're, to too, we're, we're, we're too glamorous to be mean. We're too glamorous and glitzy, <laughs> sparkly to be to be taken too seriously. Right. I must be thinking glamorous because I'm looking at that bottle of wine you brought, and it says Strut King is the name of it. So we're doing Are, some strutting. You're also, you're also dyslexic strutting. because it, it says King Strut. King Strut? No. no it doesn't. Oh, it's Strut King. I'm <laughs> dyslexic. <laughs> Oh my gosh! I've been calling this King Strut all day because I thought King Strut. one's good. I think King Strut is better. I need to contact these people. Yeah, is it is it strutting because oh it is because it's a rooster. It's a rooster. There's a picture of a a rooster on there. He is a strut king. I think it's an Italian red. Italy, the land of romance, fast cars, tasty cuisine, and great wine. That's kind of appropriate. You know, romance kind of goes along with what we're going to be discussing mm-hmm. a little bit. Somewhat. We're supposed to be drinking this as we while away the hours watching the sun. Well, we're kind of... Yeah. <laughs> that ain't happening we right now in we, Oklahoma on February got, 20, we don't have whatever sun. this is. We don't have any sun No, today. It's too cold out there. But I still have my boots. And I still have on my coat. <laughs> That you, I wore to the museum this morning. And, and, you, and you refuse to take it off because it's been too cool, <laughs> too cold to take off. Yeah. Uh, okay. So we are going to talk about a poem. <laughs> we are. We are. A, 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 well, not necessarily a poem, but an idea of mm-hmm. sorts, an idea that could become a poem. And that's that's what happens with a lot of the, the things we talk about in here, that somebody leaves an idea that has a, has a little piece of poetic truth to it. Mm-hmm. When I read this, how do you want me to read it? As it's uh, with errors or without the, the the lining out? Let's do both. We'll do. Let's do both. Yeah, because Bill's asking about a poem that there's a couple of words that are marked out. Yeah. I think I'll read it uh, with with the line out, and then I'll read it. Or how would you prefer? However you okay, want. Okay, I'm gonna it. read. I'm gonna read it now. We're fifty fifty on this. Fifty fifty. We're partners. <laughs> Okay. Even though you won't do poetry court with me anymore. We're 50 <laughs> Poetry <on>. court. <laughs> <laughs> that gavel just you like. You remember the lead in there. I do. I can harmonize. Okay. Here's our poem. Love is trust. Here is also our poem. Love is the truth trust. Mm-hmm. So the second version had the truth in it. The truth has been lined out between love is and trust. Mm-hmm. So we have a somewhat of a mild mystery. We mild do. mystery on we our do. hands. I like mystery. Mysteries, here yeah. In the museum. Right, we do. Mm-hmm. Mystery music, the M's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mystery of the muses. Mystery of the muses. <clears throat> That's what a museum is, a place of the muses. Um, so it makes you wonder what was this person pondering? Were they thinking about the love in their life? Mm-hmm. And the first thing that came to mind is about the truth. And then they're like, hmm, not really. It's trust. They decided trust was, <laughs> I think maybe they decided trust was more important than the truth. Must have, because you could have kept both. You could have kept both. Both uh-huh. are both are noble mm-hmm. uh, attributes. Yeah. Truth and trust. Mm-hmm. And all, aren't they brothers? They're at least cousins. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? Stepkids. Uh, right, Grandmother. Right. Yeah. Uh, They're related in some way. Uncle. You know? They've got some, some genes in common. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
So I don't know. It's just one of those things about you've got somebody who is going to do a metaphor, love is, and uh, then they had some different ideas about what that metaphor should be. Mm-hmm. Now, this is in an area of the museum that we've talked about before. And if you're not at wackypoemlife.com, go over there and look at it. And there's a picture of the wall where this is and of the actual head that this is written on because it's in a little area that's on the theme of memory. And so you're supposed to write about a memory. And uh, we talked about one. Remember the fishing memory? The woman was talking about going fishing with her dad. We've Mm -hmm. talked about that. I think we've talked about two different heads Mm -hmm. in there. Yes. Oh, yeah. So this is the third one that we've talked about. So you were just toast to take a a magic marker (laughs) and uh, and write on one of these styrofoam heads on there a memory. Well, she hasn't written a memory, but perhaps she is writing down uh, something that reminded her of a memory. Yes. You know, the memory reminded her of this idea. Well, I don't it, know why I'm saying her. I just am. Well, and it could be uh, that uh, we'll, we'll go continue with her. It could be that she has been um, mistaken with her trust, mm-hmm. and what she thought was love was not. Mm-hmm. Her trust was betrayed. Yeah. You know, I, I, I'm inferring. Yeah. Because truth and trust, you know, she thought she had the truth, she thought she had trust to have love, maybe didn't have. So in her memory, love is trust. Mm-hmm. But then again, it could be... Totally a great memory. I'm, I'm, I'm sort of vil- See, vilifying the, it. Well, the thing is, it is a perhaps a theme for a poem, or it's the background idea of a poem, but it's not the poem itself. And that, that would be really neat if that was what was on this head, is a description of the thing that made the person think this. Yeah. That love is several things, and maybe the truth is one of them, but the most important to this person was trust. Trust. So what happened that made this person realize that love is trust? And if that were written on the head, that might be a poem. Right. And that would be really cool. That's that's the kernel. That's the seed that sprouts the poem, Mm -hmm. uh, the idea. (laughs) Because as it is, you know what it reminds me of? What's that? (laughs) (laughs) Do you remember back when we were young? And Those like little, that little cartoon that was called Love Is and yes. had the two little naked people. Oh, yes. There were a lot of cards that said Love Is. Oh, everything. Yeah. Posters, cards, figurines. It's kind of like precious moments. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I brought in a picture in case you didn't, you I didn't remember, remember those, this little. They almost, they're almost cupid-like. They're almost yeah. cupid-like. Yeah, they've got giant heads, giant eyes. Uh, they are naked, but they have no genitals. Yeah. Even though the the woman, it's a it's a boy and a girl, man or woman. Sometimes they just look like little kids. Sometimes they yeah. look like adults. Uh, she has two dots for nipples. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't have nipples. <laughs> I see. Do they I have? See. They have belly buttons. Yeah. Okay. I got so it. they both have belly buttons. I remember those. Um, <laughs> if you're if you're younger than. 60, mm-hmm. 50, you probably have no idea what we're talking about. Well, who didn't have one of those dime store <laughs> little plastic statues that said, I love you this much? Yeah. And yeah. had the guy holding out his arms. Yes. And, like, and just love is, okay, so this uh, one I'm looking at, some of the things they have in the in the cartoon are love is letting your heart rule your head. Oh, bad idea. Okay. Love is a warm and wonderful feeling. Yeah, yeah right. Ugh. Love is... Quietly watching a hummingbird having lunch. It's better. Better, but... Because that's an image. Mm-hmm. And that one's an actual metaphor. Yeah. That that love is the same thing as watching 
a hummingbird eating lunch with your loved one. But love is a warm, wonderful feeling. It's letting your heart rule your head. Those are not metaphors. So that's another reason why if you're going to start off like you're doing, you're going to give us a metaphor. If you don't do it, then it's probably a pretty good idea. You don't really have a poem there yeah. either. Yeah. <laughs> I think the author of Love Is watched Love Story. Got that grain <laughs> Love of- Story came out after. Yes. Came out after this? Uh-huh. Okay. Because I think maybe it came up yeah. before because the worst line in all of moviedom. Let's say it together. Love, Love is, is never having, having to say, say you're sorry. Oh, I need. Where, where's, where's our? We need a. We need a kind of someone retching. And then Ali McGraw book. dies. I, the, the end. The end. The end. Yeah. Yeah. Again, if you have no idea who Ali McGraw is, or Ryan O'Neill, Ryan O'Neill, <laughs> or the movie Love Story, you mm. know, just just go look it up. You don't really have to watch it. It, it's probably really bad. I don't remember. I think the score was kind of cool in a way. You know, I think it was. It, da, 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 I can play that on my organ. Oh, can you? Where do I begin? It sounds like a walk on the beach. The it sounds kind of like a. Love never end. I didn't know the words. That's you cool. came into my life. Okay. And mm-hmm. back again. <laughs> wow. Okay. Where do I start? <laughs> Well, I just rekindled some uh, some synapses there. You know, they were firing. I should. I didn't think about it. I should have recorded the the song on my organ this morning before I left the house. Okay, so I didn't remember much about this love is cartoon, mm-hmm. but the head really made me think about it because the head is you think it's going to be a metaphor. It's not really, and so I remembered those cartoons. So I had to look them up. Okay. So it was started, and it is still going today, really? Bill. Really? In 2023. Wow. Not by the same person. Mm-hmm. It was started by a New Zealand cartoonist named Kim Casali in the 1960s. Oh, 60s. Okay. Mm-hmm. And they started, they were a series of love notes from her to her husband. And they were published in little booklets. And then it appeared as a strip in a, you know, a newspaper. Mm-hmm. Just one. What do you call those? One. A box or square or one? Oh, yeah, one square. One, one cell. One cell, I believe. Frame. One, one frame. frame one strip. frame. Okay. Okay. And they all just said, love is. And then there was a little picture of these naked people and, you know, a comment. And then they were syndicated and they were just all over the place. And one of their most famous drawings was love is being able to say, you are sorry. And then they that kind of turned into what we were just singing from Love Story, which was 1971 or 70? 70. Oh, 70. Okay. All right. Oh, that came before that that little thing. Oh, so they kind of just rephrased the Love Story one. They put it in their own idea yeah. because that came afterwards. Huh. Anyway, they earned them 5 to $6 million a year. Oh, I imagine. Yes. <laughs> Very wildly popular. And it does yeah. remind me of the Precious Moments stuff with the big-headed people and the big eyes. <laughs> and the, it's really bad art. The big-headed and, people. Yeah. And uh, really whatever. Anyway, both uh, he died. Her husband died. And then she uh, she died in 97. And then they commissioned this other guy to keep doing them. And he does. I mean, you can go uh, online and you can find the, the strip. And it's still syndicated every Sunday in some newspapers. Mm-hmm. I, I haven't seen it forever. I didn't think it was still around. It's very interesting. Yeah. Some yeah. of their other lines were, love is all you need. That's a 
Love isn't, is, isn't that a, oh, that's a line from a Beatles song. Uh-huh. Love is feel, <clears throat> feeling lightheaded. That's a good glass of wine. That's not love. <laughs> yeah. Here, I want your comment about each one of these, okay? All right. Because, again, these are, these are let me, let, you know, let ideas. Let clear my mind. <clears throat> love is wishing his head was on your pillow. Absolutely not. <laughs> you know, boundaries. <laughs> love, <laughs> he's a drooler. Okay. Love is distracting. Kind of, sort of. You know, that's the, you know, I, I, I'm, I have You're no, distracted, Bill. You're distracted on that one. Okay. Love is when you're lost for words. No. That's, <laughs> that's called, you know, a, a, a brain, brain fart or something like that. <laughs> Love is something you need on life's journey. Um, yeah, but, you know, not, not romantic love. Okay. Yeah. You know. Love is wearing something slinky for him. Well, you know, I've kind of run out of slinky things. You know, those fishnets don't fit, fit like they used to. You know, so I don't. But like was that. that love? That was lust. Yeah, okay. yeah. There's a that does get convoluted. Love is not leaving the bathroom in a mess. Uh, that that's Martha Stewart rules. That's not love. <laughs> And she went to prison, so what can we say about that? Right. Love is when dest- destiny calls. No. <laughs> no. No. What does it, what happens when destiny calls? I, you know, you you find you you find a new hobby. Oh, I, you know. I thought you were gonna say I hang up. Oh yeah, you hang up. But there we go. Hang up on them. It's like destiny. Love is making yourself useful around the house. Uh, no. <laughs> no, it's not. That's called being busy. Busy is a four-letter word. We don't do that. Okay. So. Love is wearing something of his when he's away. Well, you know, that's easy for me to do. But, <laughs> <laughs> but do you particularly put it on no. because he's away and you and you miss him? That's a very twin thing to do, you know, so no. I, I'd say no, <laughs> you know. Okay, what, one more. Love is when it isn't make-believe. When I'm with you, no. I don't really even understand. Well, that one. what I mean is when it's actual an actual fact. In other words, the, only in my dreams will your reality now. So I don't have to dream, dream about you because you're you're real, you're tangible. So my dream has come true. So no, that's I, I boring. Th- isn't I, th- it? I, I think again, that's you know, <laughs> it, that's like Jan Brady talking to her friend during lunch. Well, this is know? all stuff from the '60s but, and '70s, so it's very very Brady esque. And good for them that they made money with it because it's millions. Har- it's harmless, but I find it interesting because this was the yeah, same. Yeah, all those lines I just said though, they made millions. They from made those. millions. This is also during the Vietnam era, so we have totally different, you know, things going on in in in, in the world. But thank goodness we have love is. You know, I, I, I think, I you're, suppose. You're being very nice and generous. That, that, that's great. But, you know, Neil. but I, back to love is, uh, do you think, Sean, love is one of the most overused words in in the world, in the universe? Probably. Love, um, even though. Love this. I love, 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 love. If there was some way where you could really catalog how many poems are written about love. You know, in terms of different themes, it would be number one. So it is possible to still write a love poem, a poem about love, and make it good. Mm-hmm. It's a lot harder than it yeah. used to be because everything's been said. Everything's been said, mm-hmm. you know. And back to our our poem, our words, I, drove, I, I, I wrote a, a bullseye 
the outer circle is truth. With, with truth, you can earn trust. When you earn trust, then love can really flourish. But, you know, it's not common. <laughs> it's hard to hit that bullseye right there. I like that. Well, it's and it's not even actually hitting. It's more like a cell, isn't it? That yeah. you have to go through. The cellular layers. Yeah, you yes. have to go through the layers mm-hmm. to get there. To get this. Yeah, because m- if you just shoot an arrow and hit the middle, you skip the out, outer edges. Yeah, and the nuclei, <laughs> nucleus won't divide, you know. There you go. Man, y'all didn't know you were going to get some biology, biology today, lesson. did you? Yeah, my toast is going biology. on right here. <laughs> um, I flunk biology. I doubt that. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> the opposite of poetry is a lot of these lines that we've been saying. Mm-hmm. You know, it's uh, prosaic, it's everyday, it's mundane. It's like I said, it's nothing new or interesting. It's not a new take on the theme. But it could be if you were going to give your intimate, detailed portrayal of it. Mm-hmm. That's where the poetry is at. Um, but it, it's not in dead, dead metaphors. Okay. Yeah. I think love is a controversial word. Yeah. I, th- I think society has tried to define love, and I think that creates so much controversy. Someone can say, "You can't love like that. You can't. You know. You don't. You know. You can't love this person. You can't. You know, that's not love." Then we get the conflict. Leave it alone. Let it be what it is to each individual person. I know there has to be boundaries. I understand that. But, you know, it's created so much controversy that for me it's a little bit of a touching a hot stove uh, topic. Well, Love. and like you said, leave it alone. Well, how you leave it alone is you don't, you know, go over and over. Love is, love is, love is. You just, you live it. Mm-hmm. And to me, again, that's what a poem is. It's like a living, it's an alive thing. Mm -hmm. It's an alive testament to an idea. It's not the idea itself. Yeah. So that's kind of the challenge of of writing poetry, too, is just getting beyond the idea to how do you bring it to life? Mm -hmm. You know, how do you make it, how do you make it live? How do you make it sing? Yeah. And, of course, a man that could do that was Shakespeare. Mm-hmm. So I want to read the, uh, okay. one of Shakespeare's sonnets. This yeah. is Sonnet 116, where he is. Um, he does say love is. Okay. But he's saying love is not. So this is Sonnet 116. Let me not to the marriage of true minds admit impediments. Love is not love which alters when an alteration finds. Or bends with the remover to remove. Oh no, it is an ever-fixed mark that looks on tempest and is never shaken. It is the star to every wandering bark whose worth's unknown, although his height be taken. Love's not time's fool, though rosy lips and cheeks within his bending sickle's compass come. Love alters not with his brief hours and weeks, but bears it out even to the edge of doom. If this be error, and upon me proved, I never writ, nor no man ever loved. Yeah. It's just metaphor after metaphor after metaphor. I think that comes close. (laughs) Close to what? (laughs) To a good definition. Yeah, yeah. You know, an honest, let me say honest. Yes. Because, you know, there are no good or bad definitions of love. It's an honest, Mm -hmm. well-written. Well, and it, it is something that you feel... Because the imagery allows you to feel mm-hmm. it. 
And uh, so that's the thing that makes a definition of love um, compelling Mm -hmm. is the imagery. Well, it is a, you know, it's a star to a wandering bark, a wandering ship. It is, it's not time's fool because your rosy lips, you know, they're going to fade and you're going to come within that, the sickle's compass, you know, and uh, so you're going to close to death. I mean, that's a metaphor within a metaphor. And um, it's, it doesn't, it's not love what alters when it alteration finds. So if some change is made, that doesn't mean that the love is going to change. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, Shakespeare. Yeah. Shakespeare. Yeah. <clears throat> Absolutely. <laughs> you know, but you said it, dude. But to say, I love that. Oh, I love that song. Oh, I love this uh, uh, hamburger place. Yes. No. You know, but and yet, yet we, I say that all the time. And yet though. we don't want. I do too. And yet we don't want to say. You know, I have great affection for the lyrical quality and the melody of this piece. People would look at you like, you fool. But yet, that's more appropriate. You know. Yeah, I mean, even though going back to you know our line that's on our head here that love is trust, you could start with that, and if you are willing to go further into the detail, there's where you know, you really prove what you're saying. Mm-hmm. So like if you said, I love that restaurant. Mm-hmm. And if that just, people just let that go, that's fine. But if they ask you why, why should I go there? What did you love about it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I enjoy the food and the service. And, you know, they're, they're consistent with their... Uh-huh. And what um, food did you like? Mm-hmm. And then you'd get into, you mm-hmm. know, that chicken fried steak, had a lair, you know, you'd get into... The detail and to elaborate on that, if mm-hmm. I trust you and you and you're going to tell the truth, trust and truth about why you love that, you're someone that I uh, uh, admire. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to listen to you. Yes, yes, because right. I trust that you that your experience was a a real one and truthful to you, mm-hmm. and that is, but within that is the difficult part. Mm-hmm. Explaining it. Yeah. Explaining it to another Communicating person. that effectively to someone right. else. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's the difficulty of poetry is you have a feeling, you know, other people feel it. And to be able to illustrate it with words and mm-hmm. help it to share that feeling, that's yes. the difficult part. It is difficult. And sometimes it's not easy for people, which we is why the museum is so important because there's no judgment when you want to leave a line or two or three or whatever. Um, leave it, trust that, that it's going to be, you know, mm-hmm. good enough to leave and, and let, let us, mm-hmm. uh, discover it. And the prompts that we have in the museum, most of them are designed in such a way. So it really is asking you for detail. And so, <clears throat> but you may not be ready to give it. So even though the prompt for these ahead said, you know, tell us about a memory, that is strong and that you want to keep and you want to retain. And this person didn't do that. They gave us the feeling that came from the memory mm-hmm. instead. And that may be just because they're not ready mm-hmm. to explain that to people. Yeah. And and that's that's true of poetry, too. You can't write about things sometimes when they're too present in your emotional experience. you mm-hmm. got to kind of wait for it to come out. But your prompts are great emotional ticks great emotional prompts for us to facilitate writing. I think so. Yeah. And this one particular is asking you to make a metaphor because there's a a quote about metaphors, which I love. It's by that uh, science fiction writer Orson Scott Card. Okay. 
Metaphors have a way of holding the most truth in the least space. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. most truth the in least. the least space. Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of the Shakespeare poem that I just read is a good example of that. Look at all the truths in that, in that very short 14-line mm-hmm. poem. And he's saying that in the couplet at the end, too. If this is an error and you can prove it, I never wrote and no man ever loved. You yeah. Know? yeah. He's saying this is the truth, and I've given it to you in this little beautiful little bundle. There's another uh, quote that I wrote down. It's from a, another a book that I love by uh, Milan Kundera. I'm not sure how to say okay. his last name. The Unbearable Lightness of Being. Oh, have you ever read that? <gasps> Robin uh, Williams is in the movie. Is uh, no, no, no. I'm not uh, sure John, I ever saw John the movie. Lithgow. Excuse me. How do I get, get those confused? Well, he's talking about the the character in there, Tomas. He did not realize at the time that metaphors are dangerous. Metaphors are not to be trifled with. A single metaphor can give birth to love. Be careful. Yeah, be careful birth. what you do with your yeah. metaphors. Yeah. I've, I've, I've thought of the unbearable, the unbearable um, power. Is it, what did they call it? The unbearable lightness of being. The unbearable lightness of being to exist, knowing knowing at one at some point that yet that existence ceases, is really a lot of, a lot on your shoulders. Yeah, I've thought of that occasionally. Yeah. I think then I think I'm. Settle down, Bill. You're going crazy. There's another There's another line in that book. I don't have it written down, but it was something about somebody who had been mean to this bird. It was a crow. And, and there's a line about if you and, – and the character went out and he dug – somebody. they had half buried this crow. And he went out and unburied the crow. And I can't remember if it was alive or whatever, but he said it was much better to – you know, um, uncover a buried. Cr- I'm saying this really bad, <laughs> but the line was something about it. It's better to spend your time going out there and digging that crow out and saving it than to write petitions to a president. And I don't remember the exact well, line, but it was this act. Yeah, is necessary and vital, and the act of trying to change something by writing a bunch of propaganda and sending it to someone who can make that change possibly, no. Well, it's I be- this act is better. Two lessons there: mm-hmm. uh, 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 the, the fastest way to an ob- the fastest way to a solution is a direct line. Mm-hmm. The second is no matter where you go, there's a crow. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's an inside joke, folks. <laughs> no matter where you go, there's a dang crow. This is something that yeah. Bill's brother always said. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Here, I've, I've got a great metaphor for you, Bill. Okay. Love is like a fart. Do you know how? It rises to the occasion. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's a good one. No, actually, if you force it, you're going to make a mess. Ooh, that is the truth. <laughs> You know, that's a visual. That, I'm going to say, there's an image, isn't that's it? That's an image. Yeah. Rob will enjoy that one. I was going to start the show with that. Then you know, I thought, no, let's not start the show with feces images. Y'all, we're, this is a cultural show. We're highly cultured. Just like buttermilk, you know. Shake it up. Yeah. There's another um, poem I really like by E.E. E. Cummings where he's defining love but if you know E.E. Cummings poems it's going to be a very unique Mm -hmm. description so once again talking about 
how you can take a concept like trying to define love, you can still do it um, in a way that's meaningful through poetry, but it has to be unique. Mm -hmm. So this is E.E. Cummings' poem. Love is thicker than forget. Love is more thicker than forget, more thinner than recall, more seldom than a wave is wet, more frequent than to fail. It is most mad and moonly, and less it shall unbe than all the sea which only is deeper than the sea. Love is less always than to win, less never than alive, less bigger than the least begin, less littler than forgive. It is most sane and sunly, and more it cannot die than all the sky which only is higher than the sky. I really like that. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? I like sunly and moonly. <laughs> yes. Most mad and moonly. Moonly. I've never heard. I know exactly what that means. Yeah. And sunly. Yeah. yeah. Um, most sane and sunly. Sane and sunly, you know. <laughs> yes. And more it cannot die. Yeah. Than all the sky, which only is higher than the sky. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Think of that. I love how Think his poems that. are almost nonsense, but yeah. not quite. Not. And yet you can visualize exactly what he's saying. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. Love is love is kind of an act of our imagination. Yeah. Yeah. It really is. Yes. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. It, it, you can't contain it. It is. Mm-hmm. It's a truly. Uh, a, 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 love is an emotion. Mm-hmm. And it gets confused with so many things. Yeah. I think people probably who don't have much of an imagination probably have a harder time loving. I just wonder if, if that'd be a good debate question. Does love truly exist or is it dis- disguised oh, as, as affection, <laughs> as as lust, as this or that? You know what I mean? Young people would have, would they'd go crazy. Well, maybe you'd have to keep making your cell there that you have down there and, and just start, keep adding layers because and, affection is a layer. And whatever, what the other word was. Lust is a Lust layer. Is a layer of Physical it. attraction and, is a layer. Yeah. Compatibility is a layer. Uh-huh. Um, openness, communication, openness, communi- and all in, those things in, you need. In, intellectual um, uh, e- equality. Mm-hmm. And, and I, probably all those things that that comic love is yeah. we're commenting on. It's just that they weren't poetic. And have yeah. you ever thought about how um, the word is disguised in lyrics? Uh, and I'll get my niece asked me to write her, Taylor, this is for you, the specific uh, lyric for a eagle song which i love desperado mm-hmm. and there I, i've got it memorized and it's one of my favorite pieces of uh, music this lyric don't you draw the queen of diamonds boy she'll beat you if she's able you know the queen of hearts is always your best bet mm-hmm. now what do you think of when you think of queen of uh, diamonds uh, something hard and brilliant uh, possibly i or greedy don't you don't you draw the queen of diamonds because she'll beat you if she's able, okay. I think she's. You know, are, is she after money? Is she after? Is she after your material possessions? You know, the Queen of Hearts is always your best bet. Now, what is the Queen of Hearts? Okay, so those are the opposite: the, the opposite. diamond and the heart. You know, yeah. diamond and heart. You know, greed and and love. Now, as misogynistic getting, as that getting, as that as that lyric deep, is, getting I'm getting deep. But anyway. So I, I wrote that for Taylor, and I embellished it and sent it to her. And I, I'll, I'm, I'm going to send it to you when we okay. finish this podcast. <laughs> I, we, I didn't even think about all the love songs we could have talked love. about that are so. You know, they say that people badly descriptive. They say, of that, love. <laughs> they say that people seem to have enough of silly love songs. And I look around, and I say it isn't so. Some people want to fill the world with silly love songs. Silly love what's wrong? Songs. What's wrong with that? What's I need to know because here I go again. That? 
Oh my god! That is 1976. <laughs> that was beaten into my brain. I heard that on every car that drove by in, in my little hometown. And it wasn't yeah. even that good of a song. And it wasn't Paul's best. <laughs> no, he needed George on that. Yeah. Is this love that I'm feeling? <laughs> Can this be love? Yeah. And That's even, how we started. And even George, uh, uh, I was listening to a song before I came in on the 70s station by the Doobie Brothers, and guess what it was called? Without love, where would you be now? Where would you? Yeah, how does that song go? Without love, where would, would you, you be, be now? It had some kind of funky little dun, rhythm to it, didn't it? Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> now, here's how old I am. Our, our drill team, our, our, the neighboring school's drill team, did a routine to, to uh, that and also China Grove oh, yeah. by the Doobie Brothers. China Grove. Yeah. There's Mrs. Yeah. Perkins again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> oh my goodness. You I always had that. to play at any dance in the seventies. The band had to play China Grove. Oh, China Grove. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That was a good dance song. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. There we go. Thank That's you so it. much, Ryder, Ryder of the uh, head. Mysterious forehead. Love is Mysterious the forehead truth and or trust. Yes, mm-hmm. we appreciate you writing and uh, giving us something to ponder and think about. And um, the woman whose husband wrote the one that we talked about a couple episodes ago mm-hmm. that was left on the typewriter mm-hmm. that we were mystified by, she yes. said he wrote that pr- purposely to mystify he you did. He did. So, I, I, well, he served his purpose. He, he hammered it out and mystified us. <laughs> so I'm yep. beginning to wonder, so we're up to episode 70, are people going to start coming in and writing things to mystify us? Try to mystify. Go ahead. <laughs> try your best. We would love it. Yeah. Yeah. Try to fool us. We'll too. demystify it. Yeah. Yeah. Try to fool us. We'd yeah. love it. Won't get fooled again. <laughs> you know, all these, all these songs by the Who. <laughs> You know, my gosh. Thank you all so much for joining us. If you want to see some of the, the pictures, the picture of the head and other things, go to wackypoemlife.com. You can comment on this. You have to scroll down to the very bottom, and you can see where you can comment on that website. Or you can always comment any on anywhere where you get podcasts. You can find us. Just Google, you know, Google. <laughs> Just search for us. Certainly. Anywhere you yeah. get podcasts. And um it really does help on Apple if you'll leave us a review. I keep saying that. Yeah. Contact the museum. Have I had anybody take me up on it? I, no. And I'm not sure why that is. That's bizarre. Contact the museum <laughs> if you have any comments, questions, concerns, or want to leave a tip. <laughs> <laughs> that should cover it all. <laughs> Thank you all. Bye, guys.